Nikki Bias and JC. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or people, rather. People. I apologize. I shouldn't have said ladies and gentlemen. Oh, come on. So many people get offended by that, Ricky. I can't say those words anymore. Welcome back. It's the HR Talking Fest. It's JC. It's my pleasure to be back here. I'm finally allowed to say my name on a podcast. That's totally cool. <laughs> and going across the bow to the man, the myth, the legend, the, the silverback of HR, the guy who makes other HR people feel very uncomfortable, the man who's been subcontracted more times than I care to count, the guy who runs his own consulting business and is always busy, but you can find him in a, at a uh, Mexican restaurant, uh, Ricky Baez. <laughs> Boy, that hurt you, didn't it? That really, really hurt you, bro. <laughs> Dang. Because, yeah, because nobody calls me at 3 p.m. And then like, hey, let's have a regular conversation yeah. when I have a client coming up. And God forbid I get tacos at 7 p.m. on a Friday. <laughs> From Azteca de Oro, by the way. If you're listening, Azteca, Orlando, they're not paying for this. Let me tell you, South OBT, Azteca de Oro, it is hands down the best What's, Mexican restaurant I've ever been to. What's the second word that you're saying? Doro? Azteca? Yeah. De Oro, which translates oro. to Oro, which, which, which translates to Aztec of gold. Oh, crap. I thought it was just Azteca. That's Azteca no. gold you've been going to. I mean, we've we've been there several times, and the sun is huge. Man, like, dude, hang on. Azteca, and then De Oro. I have a great idea. Beautiful okay. business plan. I'm going to give this advice out for free. Why don't they expand into Azteca of Platinum? <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Next thing you know, their tacos are going to be, you know, just rival Taco Bell. Man, no, I'm telling leave you. Leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. I don't think there's Me- like, it's two totally different categories. When you're talking about like that, that uh, true like Mexican restaurant that does it right. And then you got Taco Bell. It's like cut with soybean. It's like it's not the same. <laughs> it's just not the same, you know. Well, I mean, it, Taco Bell is proof that you don't have to have a good product; you just have to have a really good marketing plan. And speaking and speaking of that, ah, <laughs> oh, crap! It's been two months. Folks, let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These. Inspirational quotes. Let's Ricky Bye. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. After a two-month hiatus, inspirational quotes with Ricky Baez. All right, here we go. It's been two months, but I got this. A person without a vision is a person without a future. A person without a future will always return to their past. You hear it? You, you heard it here first. If if you're blind, you don't have a future. Ricky Baez, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Damn, I missed this. You know, it's been two months. It really has been two months. And I wake up on a Sunday. I'm like, all right, it's time to get my McMuffin and a McGriddle, <laughs> and then it's time to go live with JC. But the, the these past eight weeks, man, it's uh, it it was well deserved. What have you been for doing? Both of us. What have you been doing? I needed some time, man. I uh, it, it, it's I'm gonna get vulnerable here with you guys for you a second. No, you don't have to no, do that. It's too early in the show. No, okay, it's fine. Not go early ahead. In the, what you freaking asking? See, this is what I missed. This is what I missed. No, dude, I just it's 
there was a lot going on with with my business. There's a lot going on with family, and I just needed some time to kind of reset because um, I've learned some lessons in the past where I keep chucking along and keep forgetting what's to my left and to my right that I keep focusing so much on my goal that I forget about the other things. So I kind of had to slow down for a second. Um, that way, you know, we can rest and then come back later on and have a great show, which gave me an idea that I wanted to bounce off you, man. Um, what's that? I kind of like having the pause. Don't you? No, it's horrifying. No. Why? I'll take a pause. I mean, it yeah. depends on how it is. We, if it, what you want to follow the school schedule. Oh my God. That'd be great. Is that what you want to do? That would be great. Just have summers off, have winters off, and have a spring break somewhere in there, don't you think? I don't think it's a bad idea. We I could do that. I think it's an amazing idea, bro. Well, I we're back we just in time for the HR Technology Conference, and there's so much going on in the world of human resources. So many people have been oh hired and fired. There's a lot going on with quitting, quiet quitting, and the bullshit associated with that. There's... Uh, Things happening left and right, great, and I just used great. the BS word up in the uh, very yeah, front of the show. Now we're going to have to put that big E on yeah, the show sorry later. sorry about that big there E we on go. there. Sorry, NPR. We can never be <laughs> affiliated with you again. Well, you know, that's the funny thing. that it, I was actually told by someone from the network that uh, HR Talk is absolutely amazing, but it could never be on National Public Radio or NPR or their platforms. And I said, why is that? They said, because uh, every now and then you've got a explicit uh, expletive in there. I said, yes, <laughs> we do. I'm, I'm sorry. I Welcome to 2022. I mean, why are you apologizing? It, it, it reminded that? me of the time when uh, I bore witness to a boss uh, yell at another employee using expletives, telling him to shut the f up, and then he immediately said, "I'm sorry." Like this, this is real world. You know, you were there. That for was that. the Marine. That, that was the Marine Corps. Right? Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's that, right. That was. That's not a job. That's a lifestyle. <laughs> That is. <laughs> so, yeah, I can understand how that happened there. I don't know if that's going to translate very well to corporate America, but yeah, sure. All right. So what do you want to talk about today? <laughs> Brother, there is I don't know what's been happening in the past three or four weeks or so, but out of nowhere, this trend and, and, I, and I use air quotes, this trend has started to to creep his ugly head of quiet quitting. It's not a trend. I, di well, I disagree on it being a trend. Please continue. Well, that's why I said in quotations, because I think that's been happening for a while. It's a while. now now it has a name. Now it has a face. A and now people yeah, like 130 it. plus years. This has been happening since people began working. <laughs> that's true. Like, I, I don't know why this. OK, this is the here's what it is. How many HR podcasts are out there in the world right now? Really, really good ones. One. OK, but how many in general? There's like a billion, right? And oh, everyone's all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's to the point where you see actual commercials for human resources on TV and radio to buy like HR software and stuff like think back 10 years. Did that exist? No, no, no it no, didn't. No way. But now you're seeing commercials for HR. So you see more of HR. So now what's one of the trends that we've seen in HR over the past, say, five to seven years? past 10 years one of the biggest trends everything has to recycle you don't do anything new you do some new things but it's the same crap just done again and again in different ways am i wrong it's, it's the way we've always done it before yeah we're afraid of change yeah. or or, you, or you've got new technology that comes in and says oh look instead gotcha. of doing that uh, uh that that three by five card you could now type it in the system Oh, let's reiterate that and talk about typing it in the system differently with your left hand. Oh, my gosh. Everyone's a left-hand <laughs> typer. Let's do it with right hands. 
So it's like this is a constant evolution in the world of HR technology where it's like always oh, got to be something. So now on the on the precipice of all these major conferences, everybody is quiet quitting, Ricky. Whatever are we going to do? So what does quiet quitting lead you to do? Tell me at what point do you sit back and say, you know what? We probably shouldn't be looking at HR metrics. HR metrics are wrong. No, HR metrics are then the basis of the conversation. How well is the employee performing? How well is this? How well is that? And dare I say, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still with me this far, thus far, and Ricky, I commandeered your your speech. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, it's okay. Leave your tinfoil hat on for one brief moment. And Shit, uh, Matt, yes, put it on real quick. You really need to have, no, you need like tinfoil next to you. I got to go downstairs and get it. You need to get, okay, hang on. Let me pause the program real quick. Okay, and now that you went downstairs and you grabbed that tinfoil, go ahead and put that tinfoil hat on right now for me. Excellent. Perfect. That's, that's okay. It's on your head. It looks amazing. You look very good in that tinfoil. So here, imagine this in this magical world leading up to something that happens. What we have to do is promote things. And we say, hey, here's a big deal. Check this out. This is a problem. And then next thing you know, you cross a finish line and then there's a solution. So on the heels of all these HR conferences that are about to go off in HR technology trends and the HR tech conference going off this second full week of September here, what have we Uh been talking about for the past 30 days? Quiet quitting. Talking about quiet quitting, what do you need to do? Pull metrics, manage your workforce differently, use software to do it, blah, 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 blah. All these things to feed directly into the natural conversation of leadership and C-suite and whether or not you're strong enough and empowered enough to make the change at work. You know, boss, we've been talking about quiet quitting for 60 days now, and they have an amazing session at the HR Tech Conference on this software that will help with enhancing recruitment experiences and learning and development, and it bleeds directly into metrics and analytics with AI so that we could help enforce and reinforce our culture in the realm of quiet quitting, and then we could focus on increased data security. You know what, HR person? You're you're right. Let me send you to the HR tech conference. <laughs> and then off on a plane you go. Back to you. Oh, Back God, to you. I wish, it, I wish it was that way. So I wish <laughs> that's exactly how it went through, right? I, it could. I wish- it can. It does for some people, not for you. You don't report okay. to anyone. Other people, here's what happens, right? Oh, man, we're at the end of our fiscal year. We got to figure out how to spend $8,000, right? Hey, Mike, Cindy, Susan, you want to go to a tech conference? Here you go. Oh, thank you for believing in us. Yeah, that's exactly why I made that decision. I believe in you. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think that last part is more realistic. A l- than what you A little bit first. more real, right? Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. Yeah, a little bit more real, man. Um, so, <laughs> back, look, you're back over to the CFO. Do, does Mike get a uh, platinum card with the business? I'm just curious. <laughs> like, well, are we going to include breakfast? Is there going to be a per diem? And oh, you're giving us a Groupon. Got it. All right, right, right. right, right. Got it. And instructions on how to cook our own food in a hotel. We're staying at La Quinta. Oh, so, Stephen, <laughs> send an edible arrangement over to the La Quinta. That'll suffice for their food for two days. Thank you. Oh, but okay. We're really not talking about about La Quinta. I love that chain. They take dogs, and that's why I stay there quite a bit. Yeah, they do. I love it. Stop. I love it. That's Every, awesome. 
at least in Florida, every La Quinta we've gone to, they accept dogs up to 50 pounds or something like that. Um, that they take honey pie with us. That's yeah. why the La Quinta I stayed in last time I was in Central Florida smelled like dog. I understand now. No, that wasn't La Quinta. That was the face's house. Oh, God. That's, right. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> Hello, open wounds. Uh, Let me pour I salt in you. I miss that guy. All right, I'm so quiet, quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. Yeah, yeah. quiet quitting. Yes. So look, quiet quitting. This is, I don't believe this is something that is brand new. I just think this is something that now has a face and now has a name. So for those of you who've been living under a rock for the past three weeks, quiet quitting, quote unquote, is the quote unquote trend of going to work and doing nothing more than what your job description states. Going to work, clocking in right at 8.30 in the morning if that's your schedule, and clocking out right at 5 p.m. regardless of what's going on. Oh, wait a minute, though, dude. You are supposed to work through your lunch, though, and stay late at the office, and now you have a phone, and you're, you're on call even though you're hourly. It's okay. Don't clock that time, right? Let's talk about that. Let's talk, Let's about, talk about, that about the legalities of that. The reason this is such a big thing right now, because some organizations, not all, subscribe to that notion, what you just said right there, right? Just, you know, I just do a lot more and we'll reward you with a pizza party and a Gatorade later on in the quarter, right? As if they don't eat. So I can understand why there's such a big push for it right now. But guys, I got to tell you. I got it to you. Let's separate two things. Let's separate two things here. Number one, yes, there are organizations that really do take advantage of vulnerable workers. That that or those organizations do exist. So let's set that aside for a second. Let's say you are an ambitious young professional and you just got to the workforce a couple of years ago and you're looking to build up your repertoire and climb up that corporate ladder. But you also fall asleep watching to TikTok, watching TikTok videos, a lot of people doing quiet quitting and right at 5.02 p.m. closing a Zoom meeting because, you know, I'm woke and I'm, 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 I'm sticking it to the man, right? If you want to get promoted, you doing this whole quiet quitting trend is the best way to stop that process from happening. It really is. Now, there's nothing wrong in you doing what, you know, just you being happy with the current job and not wanting to move up. Nothing wrong with that at all. But again, if you want to get promoted, you want to move up, you've got to do more than what you're being asked to do. So I see it. I understand that trend. But at the end of the day, I think people are shooting themselves in the foot. Because if they were for an organization that do crap like that, don't stay there. Don't quiet quit. Quit loudly. Loud, as loud as everybody can hear, I need you to quit. Every, everybody knows why you're quitting. But this whole quiet quitting is passive aggressive and it's crap. All right. It so really um, quiet quitting and working during your lunch, working after hours, doing all those things that went above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that real quick. Working during a lunch break, you know, under federal law, lunch breaks are allowed to be unpaid under federal law because you're supposed to be completely mm -hmm. relieved of any work duties during them. However, if you work during a lunch break and your supervisors or bosses are aware that you're working through lunch, you should be compensated for that time. You really should. For hourly associates, yes. For hourly associates, you do have to be. Now, the law doesn't say you have to give a lunch. The law says if you do give a lunch, here's the parameters around it. Right. They're allowed I, to be unpaid or you could pay them. It's, there's parameters. Exactly. Right. Yep. And and 
I wanted to 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 that be just because they allow it to be unpaid. It doesn't mean that the law says it has to be unpaid. I I spoke right. with a lot of business leaders who believe that's the case. I'm like, no, it says it can be unpaid, which it also means it can be paid. So it's up to you. That's right. <laughs> right? And then if that per- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You had your no, fingers no. up. I- yeah, yeah, my finger is up. This is the moving go finger. Go ahead, go ahead. If go anybody's ahead. seen that, um, no, but let's 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 define what it means to be paid or unpaid during lunch. Yeah, do because it because that's very different than working during lunch and not being paid when you're hourly. That's illegal. That's the illegal part. When you're an hourly associate, you work during your lunch, and you didn't get paid for the work you did during that lunch. That in itself is an illegal act under FLSA. Yep. You, if you're hourly, you literally just repeated what I said different differently. That is, I know you it, are. It just makes so so much better sense when I say it. You're in HR. I love it. And then the <laughs> second part about it, working late. Okay, you're only let's yeah. say you're hourly. You're getting paid for forty hours. Maybe I, I I don't know. Who cares? You define the situation there, Doctor Bias. Right. So <laughs> you're now after hours and you're working off the clock. You are technically off the clock. All right. Yes, it's illegal for most employees to work off the clock. According to the Fair Labor Standards Act, FLSA, these are there there are laws in place to protect hourly workers from being exploited and being forced right. to work for free. So it, could it be misconstrued that said employers attempting to create an environment through the uncredible fear of being perceived as quiet quitting that they will then take advantage of the workforce further? pushing them into a situation that is violating the Fair Labor Standards Act, getting people to work off the clock, only paying you for the 40 hours when they have you in a position where they could be paying you overtime and they're not working with you to flex that time. Quiet quitting the other side of the coin. It should Again, it should be loud quitting. You should scream as loud as you can how wrong that is and either A, stay there and fight it, or B, just hightail it, get out of there. But if you stick around and decide not to fight it, you cannot complain because you are accepting those terms and you're saying, I'm okay with this. Let me ask you something but, from a, a, a review type perspective here. Okay. okay. Like Cheers. if you hired an employee to do a job and they're doing their job and you rate them well for doing their job, are you expecting them to do more than their job? Well, it's, and this is where splitting hairs come into play. Because if I know my employees well and I know they want to move up, then, yeah, I'm going to push them to do a little bit more if they want to move up. But if they don't want to move up, they just want to be good at what they're currently doing right now. Then, no, I don't expect much from them. I really don't. I'm they are paying. They are providing a service that I am paying for, which is a service that I need that I'm willing to pay. So, so just to clarify, things have gotten conflated a little bit, though, too. You know, it's. There's a difference between doing your job and working within the rules and confines of of the legalities of the FLSA and everything else, right? You're you're literally doing as as desired. There's there's one model, but then the second model is you're doing the bare minimum. You you are watching the ticky tocky like Ricky's advised that you should. You you are I doing I do not advise that at all. <laughs> you you are <laughs> You're taking your time to discriminate against deaf people like Ricky had recommended in the oh beginning. My God. Or blind was it blind? Was it deaf Holy and crap, blind? I, I don't know. Whatever you were I doing. I miss it. I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> now 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 I'm against blind people? You're ho- you it's it? horrified. 
Dude, it's, oh, it's horrified. Lord. Don't worry. You, if you run for political office, they'll use all this against you and say that you're a Nazi as well. So it's fine. Just, just let it go. <laughs> That's the it's, only thing they find. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's coming next. It's coming next. But um, bare minimum versus job as assigned. And let me ask you that one. Bare minimum versus duties specifically as assigned. So the duties, so other duties as assigned, um, I, I personally, as a leader, I do not, I do not use that at all. I don't, right? Uh, it, you know what? I, I take it back. I vaguely use it um, because I normally like to stay within the confines of what I hired the person to do. Now, if that person and I have a good relationship and they want to expand and do other things, as an agreement, as a mutual agreement, yeah, we would put together a project where he or she can go above and beyond, but I'm not going to push them somewhere they don't want to be. I really don't, right? Unless they don't want to be meeting expectations of according to what I'm paying them for, then yeah, I'm going to push them at least to that. But from that line on up, that that employee needs to guide me on how he or she would like uh, to move up in their career or perform better at the current position. Um, so I don't use that a lot. I know a lot of organizations and a lot of leaders do go that route, uh, because they just don't know how else to engage and motivate their team. So it's really crappy leadership. If you ask me, the great resignation saw a large number of people leave harmful cultures. Many people who are unable to leave, choose to do nothing. It's, it's like the managers contributing to the problem. If several team members are quietly leaving. And in turn, then it might be time for leaders to take a closer look at themselves if several teams are quietly leaving. So quiet quitting, it's not indicative of personal laziness. It's a sign of mismanagement within the company. Working as little as possible in response to abusive behavior, lousy bosses, and low pay. It's a, it's a very common thing. So people eventually stop caring when they no longer feel that they're being cared for. And if we think back to the legendary uh, book of Peter Gibbons, He's a quiet quitting expert from the movie Office Space. Quote, my only real motivation is not to be hassled. That and the fear of losing my job. But that will only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Love that movie. This has been a reading from the book of Peter Gibbons. Thank you, guys. Back to you. That, that movie could easily be a documentary. Easily be a documentary. I thought it was. Because... And you see, there you go. There you go. It got you um, because that that mentality, that that envi that environment that that movie depicts really exists. It existed 25 years ago when the movie came out and it exists today. Mm -hmm. it's, it does. And so it, it's look. Let's talk about one more thing, because I know we went from quiet quitting to the great resignation. There's something in the middle where the employers are doing, which I think is wrong. And it's a response, a knee-jerk response to quiet quitting is quiet firing. I don't know if you've uh, heard Talk that to before. me about that. What is that? What's quiet firing? Quiet firing is when an, em an employer. <laughs> I don't say quiet firing. firing. Quiet oh, firing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like I, I know which Florida man story we're going for today. Womp womp. Um, <laughs> so this is where organizations who do not want to have those difficult conversations and maybe they don't want to pay for unemployment or maybe they don't want to pay for severance. They just quietly create a, a, a crappy environment for the employee that the employee has no other choice but to quit. What some business leaders don't know is that unlike quiet quitting, where it's not illegal, if you do that as an employer, quiet firing, that is highly illegal. All right, it's so it's called, 
It's go, go ahead. Do it. Do it. What's it yeah. called? It's called constructive discharge. And and if organizations do that, and it's specific, the, the law specifically says, or the act specifically says, that if you go, if if you create an environment that's so bad for the employee, the employee has no choice but to quit. You're guilty of this. I mean, of course, I'm paraphrasing. Oh no, um, but no, that's employers fine. need to be employers need to keep. Be, be be careful with that and not go that route because that is a knee-jerk reaction to what's happening. And again, you just got to have Dude, really everybody does it. Every single employee. employer is doing that trash. They're, if, if you need to it's make crappy. it bad, yeah. make it bad. And then you make it so bad that Steve resigns from the job and he's no longer there anymore. Hey, we've but, all but, lived okay. it. And what happens on the backside? Let's say that you survive that. You're a, you are, what's that called again? Cons- constructing... Constructive discharge. Const, con, say it again. Okay, you know, like construction, but constructive. Constructive discharge. So but if you, you are a there. constructive discharge survivor, and now you're still on the job, you may actually wind up getting the promotion in the future if you survived. So what about this? I survived quiet constructive discharge. T-shirts, a whole brand, the whole nine. You show up at work. <laughs> we, we put together therapy groups and sessions. Like, Because I'm going to tell you something. The good majority of the workforce has been through that already, and they just keep their mouths shut. They keep their mouths shut. Yeah, they do their yeah, job. They just want to yeah. be left alone. And it doesn't, I, I don't want no problems. I'm just going to show up. You know what? I'm going to make you do the worst things that I could do uh, humanly possible for the next six months. That's fine. Why don't you talk to me anymore? But, and I, I don't want to. But it's fine. No, that's I'll the talk problem. to you now. Yeah. If you yeah. are a leader who do not like to talk Dude, about people about it. difficult situations, then get out get, get out of that job. I've been through it. You've been through it. Everyone's been through it. Think about it. Think about it. You know you've been through it at one point in time. Right now, JC, right now, everybody listening to this podcast, including you and me, have worked with somebody who you're like, why is this person still here? Why is this person not fired yet? Every single, every single office has that one person like that. And it's a really good question. Why is that person still here? And nine times out of 10 is because A, the person is difficult or B, that sometimes leadership just don't have the skill set to have that conversation or just they don't know what they can and can't do because they don't have the proper HR support to, to, to discharge them legally. Or you start digging into the management behind Mm-hmm. That person yeah. who you're perceiving that way. So I I want to put that out there for consideration. If okay. we do have someone out there that we perceive in that way, is it the said employee's issue? It could be. Don't rule that out. But at the same time, take a look at their environment, their culture, their managerial yeah. chain. Maybe what you need to do is pull them out of where they are and see if they perform better somewhere else for a brief heartbeat. Take them on a Take them on a short-term uh, job assignment with you and wherever else, or put them somewhere else. You know what I mean? See if it really is the employee, and not in like a negative light or anything. You know what? But, no, no, you know, no, 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 no. Is stop, it the managerial stop, stop, stop. chain? I'm sorry, JC. What are you you're talking making about? Way t- you're making way too much sense. That makes way too much sense. I'm sorry. So what? I'm what not going to let that happen on the show. What I'm not going to let that, that happen on the show. <laughs> No, dude, I'm kidding. Okay, that's, here's the, that's here's the better be. thing. Here's the better thing, then. This will make more sense to you from the okay. HR perspective. <laughs> if it. you find that there is an employee like that and there's a problem with the manager, promote the manager. Move them <laughs> to the C-suite. Put them in charge of billing or something. Promote that. Please stop saying stuff like that when I'm drinking. You Please. and I both I got know an that's, exact, computer. that's exactly what's going to happen. That's what uh, 99% of the time anyways. 
Dude, you're not going to give them a ward, but you get them a promotion over to another department that needs to be jacked up anyhow. So I could bide myself at least five years if I take Terry. (laughs) If I move Terry over here, I can fix this problem. And then look, that's messed up over there. And we're still trying to get rid of a few people. So, yeah, put Terry over there. And then in the meantime. (laughs) So, so, um. I can't believe I'm about to say this out loud, but I've been long, long I've been gone long enough. Um, I used to work for an organization where we used to have this one person who would, who, this one leader who would do exactly that, exactly that, and we used to call him Fox Kilo. And people didn't know what that meant, Fox Kilo, right? But I had to explain it to some people, and Fox Kilo stands for Freddy Krueger. Because Freddy Krueger is the only one who can move nightmares around. And that's exactly what you do when you take a crappy employee, take him out of one department, and just to get rid of the employee, you put him in another department, bringing the nightmare to new blood. So <laughs> that's why we call him Fox Kilo. And people are like, why do you call him that? I'm like, I only the inner circle is really going to know. You don't do that. If somebody is, if, if you have an employee that's not performing and is difficult to work with, the answer is not to take him out of one department and put them in another the answer is either you have a conversation with the employee to let them know where he or she is lacking in their performance and if they don't want to improve get rid of them loudly fire them oh no no still quietly fire them i mean you don't want to do that loudly but <laughs> to the you, office, are right? you sure i don't know uh, I, it, you, well, you, I mean, you, hang on now you're backtracking on the advice that you did give like five times during the program you said do it loudly a few times so why no, are you I backtracking said, now? Why are you backtracking? I said quit loudly, quit loudly. right? And okay. then fire at first loudly. I said qu- no, and, but then fire them loudly. That could come across as you know doing it in front of a town hall. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Oh, we want to have see. a conversation with the employee, like in the office. Yeah, yeah. But no, dude, I'm just it's it's you bring up a good point. I know I you do. should not promote people Mm-mm. because they create problems. You should only. Promote people because they bring value to the organization. All you're doing is moving one nightmare from one department to the other. You know, it doesn't make sense. Dare I say that these are the good conversations to have now on the precipice of what we're about to experience over the next two to three years when when uh, the majority of businesses will be laying people off and firing people over these Oof. next few years. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's what the trends are saying. That's that's all signs point to massive layoffs ahead. Am I incorrect? I- it's 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 happening right now. Bed Bath and Beyond had you, to oh, uh, to uh, no, they did lay off some people. Oh no, and I thought you were going to talk about the executive well, in the tower in the I building. Am, oh my god, I am going to do oh, that. I mean, it, it's I haven't read too much into it, but it's it's I believe this this uh, this person committed suicide after the layoff, after the announcement of of the layoffs, and I didn't read too much into it. Um, I don't know if you have or not. I'm going to Google it here in just a bit. Um, I don't want to assume it's because of the layoffs, but this affects people different ways, right? So that happened. Carvana uh, laid off about 2,500 people uh, a few months ago. And there, and there are more. Lay- I think Facebook did as well, right? No. Isn't Facebook doing layoff based on an algorithm? I think I read that somewhere. Did you? Doesn't everybody, though? No. Mm, no, I think this is an AI algorithm, right? Uh, because, yes, you do have to have a formula. And then you got to take a look at what laws are being violated, if any at all, to make sure you're not... Yeah, they do anything good. They were gearing up for a 10% reduction in workforce, which they still may do right now. But uh, they definitely laid off 60 workers back in August using a a random, a randomizer, a random algorithm. 
I think there's a, a lawsuit about to happen associated with that. There is. I don't know, I don't know if I agree with the. It's. Uh, I know it sounds fair, but I don't think it should be that way. I really think it should be about performance. I so they, really do they think specifically that, uh, they were unlucky contractors. They were employed by Meta out of its Austin office of Accenture. And despite the company having nearly half a billion dollar deal with Meta to provide workers in content moderation and business integrity, uh, the the company went to a lottery at random method and eliminated them. So it's what happens? Crazy man, it is. So what happens if the person that gets selected is the most loved engineer in the entire company? They're out. See, that's crap. <laughs> that's crap. There needs to be a formula to show based on, either based on performance or based on tenure. There was a company and, uh, last and first out a gaming company, a uh, gaming industry payment processing company, Exola. They also used an algorithm and they picked 150 employees at random to lay off in August last year letting robots fire workers, um, taking over the trend. Now, what if the algorithm picks a majority of all women or people of color? Or, and there's the problem. Or those with disabilities because the algorithm is perceiving something within the file associated with the employee as a lower performance standard, which then they're using to, you know, I mean, this has got, it's going to court written all over it. That's just me. You know, well, so so you bring up a really good point there, because if if the non-human process violates the law that the law was put into place because humans kept violating them, <laughs> then what does that say about the law itself? Right. Because that happened earlier this year where there's a lawsuit about AI being involved in recruitment selection processes where it kept selecting people of or or um, not selecting people of a specific class. So that says uh, less about the actually less about the people and more about where the people live and where they grow up because if you start noticing that there are some uh, a lack in skill set in a specific area in a specific culture that the organization needs then what do you do at that point? You have to go into the, into those areas where I don't you find know. You those fire folks. Them. You fire the people and you just get new people out of college. <laughs> There's so many people not working. You could probably find someone and just pay them cut rate then, right? No, wait, hang on. Well, you can't well, anymore because the people getting out of college or already out of college been doing pizza delivery, but they've got the relevant skills. They're required to make sure that they have seven years experience. So you're not going to hire them. So it's, it's a vicious cycle. I'm about to make a bold claim. You ready? Uh-oh. Here it is. Bull claim. No, and no. This is, it is really? Sunday, September 11th, 2022. And we're going to come back to this on, on September 11th, 2032. Here's a claim. In 10 years, we're going to have more 1099 workers than W-2 workers. <laughs> the W-2 workforce is going to go off to the wayside. I, 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 I feel it. And here's why I'm saying that. We, and you and I have talked about this plenty of times. The gig economy is bigger, is more energetic than ever, and it's not going to stop. And more and more apps, more services are coming to the, to the forefront where people can make money just by signing on to an app and using the vehicle to do whatever it is they need to do. And I personally know some people that they do um, Uber for a living. They quit their corporate job to do Uber for a living and do all these things just 
in the gig economy. And now that, um, cause I don't have employee, I have one part-time employee right now for my, for, for my business, but I'm about to bring up two more, but they're going to be on a 1099 basis. And that is just so much easier to manage because I just say here, handle this for me and they'll handle it. Send me an invoice and I pay. Boom, done. I don't got to worry about benefits. I don't have to worry about taxes and, and, and all these things. I don't have to worry about any of that. And since that's becoming more and more easier, organizations need to start thinking about how they're going to combat that in the next decade or so. Or convert. Maybe you don't need W-2 employees and now you do need 1099 employees. You just have to change how you run your business, i.e., like Uber does it. I know they're being, they're, they're being sued right now uh, because of something's happening in California and a bunch of other states. But, brother, I'm telling you, I'm seeing more and more people leaving corporate America, their W-2 jobs, for being their own individual boss. And it's happening. I missed that. It's time for Current Events. Current Events this week is brought to you in part by no one. We don't have a sponsor for it. Noah? You know him too? So, should you desire to sponsor our current events segment that is focused on education and information for the human resource community, please feel free to step up to the plate. More than happy to have you sponsor it. Alternatively, don't. Don't sponsor the current events. Step up to the plate and sponsor this program. It would be our pleasure and honor to have you sponsor HR Talk as a presenting donation a presenting sponsor of our show so that we can make sure that uh ricky bias shows up every week so if you desire uh the better way to do this and we've been approached by people in the past uh hey could i sponsor current events could i sponsor florida man stories could i sponsor these things i'm gonna say no come sponsor the entire program come be part of the entire team let us put your promotion at the start and end of every program and pay us to say nice things about you. We're good people. That was the perfect time for that. So our second current event story. <laughs> that was our first one. That Big was the news. first one? Got it, got it. Big yes. news. It's a commercial. Got it. <laughs> It'll be all over the Twitterverse at some point. One person will like it. All right. So the HR Technology Conference is going to be coming up. Uh, that's September 13th through 16th at Mandalay Bay. Oh. They really want nobody to show up. In Las Vegas. (laughs) That's right. It's approximately 120 degrees. Wildfires everywhere. Come on out to sunny uh, L.A. No, I'm kidding. Look, Las Vegas. Las Vegas right now is an amazing place to go visit. Go check it out. And if you're out there and you don't know what to do, just go to the HR Tech Conference. Both people there will enjoy seeing you. There's, it's uh, no secret most HR teams are fueled by technology. And as the world of work settles into a new norm, HR charts a new path. And they wrote some other fandangled crazy stuff to get you excited for HR's biggest transformation yet. So look, um, they've got major sponsors, UKG, ADP, Oracle, Workday, SAP, Paychex, Vizier, Paycom, Eightfold AI, ServiceNow, Lena AI, 
and none of you bastards give us money to make HR Talk happen. So we will talk Boom. bad about your software at some point. That's right. I'm it's kidding. We won't do that. We won't do oh, those just things. Kidding. We're not going to do it. But what you could do is sponsor the program and then pay us to say nice things. People do that uh, all the time, I suppose. I mean, but look, they're going to cover yeah. some big topics, Ricky Baez. Why is innovation important for HR? Remote teams, how to facilitate remote work, remote recruitment, cloud-based HR, employee wellness with a focus on mental health, employer branding, enhancing recruitment experiences, learning and development, analytics with AI, increased data security, transparent and inclusive practices, and much, much more. These HR technology trends will be highlighted as part of the full agenda mm. Or focused within specific tracks. You'll hear from Josh Burson, the CEO of Josh Burson Company. Really? He's the CEO of that company? Jason Averbook, the CEO and founder of <laughs> LeapGen. Stacey Harris, the chief research officer, managing partner at Sapient Insights Group. Or Cynthia Marshall, the CEO of the Dallas Mavericks and the former SVP of HR and chief diversity officer for AT&T. And then your moderator in this specific session right here, in this me mega session, in this mega session, former chief people and Blaze brand officer, Lincoln Financial moderator, Lisa Buckingham. Oh, my God. Amazing, fantastic, glorious things happening out there at the HR Tech Conference. Ricky, buys back to you. I would love to go to that. That's a conference I would love to go. I want to see what kind of different tools HR professionals can use out there to kind of, you know, help quell yeah, I'll use that word. Help quell this 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 thing going on that people feel they have to come into work and and just do just enough just to kind of stick it to the man. So I would love to see what kind of different things are out there. One thing that I saw, JC, you and I talked about this earlier this year. That really, it's it, it's at first I'm like this is not going to work. I'm like wow, it is is using AI for recruiting, and I think. I share with you where I was I was testing out a new product. So I reached out to this one company to help me test it out. And I told them, hey, don't tell me who's the recruiter. Don't tell me who's the the uh, the uh, AI. And OK, fine. Went ahead and did different interviews and different pre-screens. Brother, I cannot tell a difference who was a robot and I cannot tell a difference who was an employee. Who, who was really? You? It was weird. Yes. Tell me more. And it was. So it was chatting. I was chatting with them and they, they would ask me these questions and I'll I'll answer them. And I, I try to answer them in, in different ways. And the AI system would catch what I was trying to say and still respond to me, not as a robot, but as a human. All this time, I thought I was talking to a human to the point that this person actually scored this robot scheduled an interview with me. And it wasn't until later that I'm like, OK, that was the human. I'm like, no, that was the AI. And I'm like, you are BSing me right now. <laughs> there is no way. It was really scary, bro, because um, I started researching that. And I've noticed that obviously like any any piece of technology, the more it is used, the more it does what it's supposed to do, the more it learns and the more it evolves. So AI technology. You nowadays, just learned that, too, which is awesome. I commend it, you. Dude, no. <laughs> No, but from an AI, from an AI, AI, AI. from an AI, from an AI perspective, hang on a second. AI, well, hang on. What was that? What was that Disney movie with the floating white robot? And Eva, remember that? Wally, Is, Wally, Wally, Wally. Yeah, Wally. there you go, Wally. And then they were on <laughs> yeah, that. They yeah. were on the big spaceship, and then there was like that robot that was sailing the ship and stuff like that. Uh -huh. The AI robot, yeah. I said, I, 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 I,
That's yeah. what you're trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not gonna have to watch uh, Pirates of the Caribbean again. Um. So no, wrong movie. You said Wally. Yeah, we literally talked about that thirty seconds ago. It's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. You said Wally. Got it. Yeah, sure. Dude, I lost my train of thought. Great. I know Thanks. that was my intention. <laughs> Because you just ramble, so it's fine. <laughs> That's not rambling. If you, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's rambling. All right, our next current event story for those that are bored out there right now. Let's talk about AB5. California AB5. Oh, Talking about being bored. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's got find the, the exciting word of AB5. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let me put on my party overalls. All right. The impact of California Assembly Bill 5 on the trucking industry has been questioned numerous times, and California is going to address the concerns in a webinar this week. The California, and listen, if you're in HR, whether you're an independent consultant or whoever you are, this is extremely important information, jokes aside. The California Employment Development Department will host a webinar September 13th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. There was a previous webinar held on AB5 in August. This will be held by the California Employment Development Department. AB5 uses the ABC test to distinguish between contractors and employees, owner-operators, and according to critics who argue that the law is too uh, crazy, uh, it may put them out of business. So on August 29th, the United States District Court for the Southern District of California lifted the injunction on AB5. And because of the industry's diversity, specifically trucking, there's still some big concerns. So owner-operator Independent Drivers Association invites truckers to also attend the webinar. The California Labor and Workforce Development Agency has a list of AB5 questions. And the next move, despite lifting the injunction, legal disputes will continue. There's going to be a lot more lawsuits. So the deadline uh, to file new preliminary injunction motions is October 11th. But in the meantime, stop by, check out their webinar to learn more about it. And if you want to stay updated on what's going on on California uh, AB5, uh, stop by that website. Just feel free to Google the California Employment Development Department for more information. This may have national implications on you and your business. Back to you. I find it hilarious that there is a government entity in California hosting a conference in California at a time that people are leaving California in droves. (laughs) <laughs> I find that hilarious. I really do. And, you know, why mess with a good thing, I guess, it, from from my perspective? And now, now that I'm getting more into taking a deeper dive into 1099s, into freelance work and the gig economy, the more and more I dig into it, the more and more I agree with, with its structure in today's environment, right? So this AB5 stuff, you know what? From my perspective, let it be. Leave it alone. Don't, don't, it, you know, if you got one, one person who wants to do a job for the second person and they agree on the parameters, then let them do it. Let them deal with it. No reason to get the law involved. You know, one of the interesting parts about this is how people were let go left and right uh, during the COVID times. And then now the employees are being reclassified um, as independent contractors are reclassified as employees and grain those lines and blurring those lines depending on the way mm-hmm. they want to do. There was a huge issue in Compton uh, where, where people were let go and then there were some reinstatements um, with universal workers who are now considered independent contractors who, as a result of agreement, will also be offered employment as W-2 workers in the coming months. Uh, 
reinstated to full-time status due to some rulings that were put up against them after mm. uh, Teamsters and Universal fought a little bit and persuaded the NLRB to file charges against Universal. So yeah. it's like there's a whole thing going on there. It's uh, it's not as simple as a bite-sized headline. I'll put it that way. It's uh, No, it's not that simple. I don't think it hasn't been that simple for years, but yeah. It's, uh, it's, I don't like what's happening with it. Just let's see what happens. I'm going to mute his mic real quick. We got to move on. The stories are moving forward real quick here. And uh, your next one is coming to us from uh, NPR. Okay. I wish you guys could see the video right now. I wish you could see the video. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Associate Dr. (laughs) Professor Baez. So uh, the next one is uh, there was a tomato spill and it made a major California highway a marinara mess, Ricky. Shut up. What? (laughs) What? You didn't like that one? It made a marinara mess. It made a marinara mess. Yeah. You got skunks running for the hills now. That's messed up. What do you mean? I don't understand that one. Skunks? Really? If you get sprayed by a skunk? I'm talking about tomatoes and tomato sauce, marinara. I know. I'm doing the tomato juice. Forget it. Oh, my God. I'm so confused right now. Look, okay. When a truck collided with the center divider on Interstate 80 between San Francisco and Sacramento, several lanes of the busy California highway were covered quickly in crushed tomatoes. The accident, which happened near... uh, <laughs> yeah, you everybody's may, all messed up like this. He's, he's <laughs> like, making Italian gestures with his hands. I oh can't believe it. <laughs> You're killing me. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. So the accident <laughs> uh, caused uh, heavy traffic, but no injuries, according to Sacramento's uh, KTVU TV News. It took a lot of time for workers from the State Department of Transportation to clear and reopen all lanes of the highway, according to the California Highway Patrol, aka Chips. Uh, those who weren't caught in tomato traffic jam could use the mess ah! as material for some food satire. Chips appreciated yeah. that. And one internet user commented, get the chips. Oh, wait, you're already here. Ha <laughs> ha. Back to you. <laughs> that was stupid. Um, so now, so I'm thinking about the driver. What happened? And is the driver going to get in trouble for that? Right. What kind of disciplinary action is a driver going to get? So this is an HR investigation and an OSHA investigation um, uh, because, look, the company just lost money there. I'm pretty sure it's, a, it's an 18 wheeler and there had to be hundreds of thousands of dollars in that 18 wheeler that not, it's now all over California highways. So, yeah, poor guy or girl or person. I don't know. Florida person stories, according to Ricky. It's, it's still Florida man story until they tell us otherwise. All right. We will. Uh, I'm going to take you on a choose your own adventure here. All right. Sweet. I love these. You get to pick which Florida story we will feature for the day today. Here's your headlines. Florida man acquitted of sexually battering woman arrested again. Florida man arrested for allegedly murdering ex-girlfriend's child. Florida man survives three days in swamp after alligator bites off his arm. Florida man sentenced for putting laxatives in 14-year-old's medication. Or accused of voting illegally, Florida man asks, what did I do wrong? (laughs) 
JC, nothing says Florida man more than losing an arm, surviving in a swamp, and a gator, all in the same headline. Let's go to that one. Oh, boy. They... <laughs> You got ones were horrible, bro. You've got a point there. <laughs> Look, I am not the Florida man in this story by any stretch of the yeah, imagination. Horrible. Yeah. Could you just real quick tell me what what the heck is going on down there? I don't know. You got uh, some stuff going on, man. Oh, you didn't know? We're Florida. We are we are five hurricanes away from being our own country. <laughs> All right. With that being said, it's gonna be it's gonna appear to be a Florida man story concocted by artificial intelligence, but it actually happened. After an alligator bit off his arm, a man in Florida survived for three days in a swamp. Eric Mierda was swimming in a lake when he came face to face with the <laughs> with a man. What's his name? Stop! Stop! <laughs> what is his name? M E R D I A M. That cannot be his name. There is no way. M E R D A. Merda. M E R D A, not Mierda, which is. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So, look, um, there's a whole lot going on with the guy. Uh, he came face to face with a massive reptile. He was forced to fight for his own life. How did he. How do? Why did he get stuck for three days in a swamp? It's not like it's so deep you can't swim out of it. Well, he has no arm. So, that could be it. Unless he. I don't know. I don't know. Keep. Keep reading. What else can we get out of this? Not much more, actually. I got to. I got to <laughs> cross. Story? Yeah, I got to kind of cross reference uh, that story a little bit. Three days, Florida man. Three days in the swamp. Let's see. Yeah, let, because that that doesn't sound. There's got to be a lot brother. more to that. There's got to be it a lot more to that. Here we go. And it, it he's got to have. All a right, so he's 43 name. years old. He said he had just finished an irrigation job in July in Parish, Florida, when he decided to stop at Lake Manatee Fish Camp to throw away trash. Makes sense. Throw it in oh, the lake. okay. So that resulted in him getting lost in the woods. And Mierda told the outlet that he spotted his truck across a body of water. So he jumped into the water, figuring he could swim to the vehicle. And halfway across the lake, he says he encountered an alligator that grabbed his arm. And then it snapped it as it tried to pull him under the water three times. At that point, he said, it's do or die. Do you want to live or die? That's not really what that means. I was given the opportunity to make a chance, and I decided life. I chose to live. <laughs> After the alligator finally retreated with the arm, the gentleman said that he was injured. And he was lost in the swamp for three days before being found and airlifted to a hospital where the doctors cut off the rest of the arm. Despite oh losing God. the arm, the man says he feels a new sense of purpose after the attack. I'm thriving. I'm actually thriving. I'm going up, and I'm not coming back. Florida Fish and Wildlife said that the contact uh, that a contracted alligator trapper removed a six foot and nine foot alligator from the lake on the day after the attack. The agency also says 22 alligator bites have been reported in Florida this year after a total of 21 bite incidents in 2021. So bites are up by one bite. Officials are warning residents <laughs> not to feed alligators, which is not illegal, but it could also cause gators to be more aggressive towards people and associate them with food avail availability. People yep. believe it might be politically oriented. Ricky Bias, back to you. Are we just going to ignore the fact the guy was illegally dumping stuff in a yes. in a in a wildlife area? Okay, yeah, got we're it. past that. And and I'm perfectly okay because if he wasn't out there 
throwing trash into a national wildlife area, then I'm perfectly okay if a gator decided to defend his home. Quote, I'm perfectly gator, okay with that. Quote, gator got my arm, end quote. <laughs> Boy, that quote really brought the story together. It really, really made, it really drove it home for me. Dude, you know what? I don't, I, I, I don't know why people do crap like this, and I don't even know how he spent three days there but i think the moral of the story is don't be dumping trash in a wildlife area sometimes Just don't do it ricky he felt like he was walking in circles but he wasn't sure so he started to follow the sun and power lines and stuff like that and things that i could see end quote and then he stumbled on a fence and a man on the other side of the fence who had two arms and he said quote i said hey man i need some help and he says, what are you doing? And I said, a gator got my arm. And he said, holy smokes, man. End quote. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. Do you see the lack of an arm on my body right now? I need some help. <laughs> Stop asking me these questions and call 911. And don't tell them why I was here. <laughs> it's that time of the program for final thoughts. Final thoughts going around the room, starting with Ricky. bias <laughs> all right final thoughts man is really good it really is good to be back i really miss being on the show um and look it's it's things are getting weirder out there for employees and employers and at the end of the day leaders build those relationships with your employees it's i it's we've always been saying that for the past few years and it really is the best way to to figure out who belongs on your team and who needs to be better somewhere else, right? Number one. Number two. Um, I, th I think we should we should address this right now. Today is the uh, it's the anniversary of 9/11, right? It's uh, this happened 21 years ago today, uh, and it's something that we're not going to forget, right? Uh, JC and I were talking about it earlier today, and I remember where I was when I first heard about it because I didn't see it on the news. My cousin called me. I was in the Barbados having breakfast up at a bar <laughs> believe it or not i was doing a job over there um and um on that tuesday morning i was supposed to fly back that wednesday to 12th but i was stuck there for a week and a half because the airspace was closed so we're not going to forget uh i know we tend to forget things uh, about things really easily but uh 21 years later bro can't believe it's been that long so boy that pregnant pause is about to have a baby yeah, it was uh, actually a brief moment of silence without announcing it. It's uh, it's it's crazy how time passes by. Yeah. Uh, my final thoughts on the day today. Uh, just big thank you to everyone for listening and tuning back in, and uh, thanks for stopping by the program. Uh, I didn't want to record without you over the two months. I'm glad to know that you're safe. Everything's okay. And with that, it's been a pleasure to be here. Drive safe. Have a good night. I'm about to get me a sushi taco. <laughs>